What does it mean to actually walk by faith? And how do we walk by faith when there are situations that feel like they just call for fear? Is it naive to walk by faith? We are breaking all these questions down in today's podcast episode. So if you're in a season where you feel like you need to be walking by faith more, maybe you have no idea how to walk by faith right now, maybe walking by faith feels like an absolute impossible last resort. This episode is for you. We're talking with my good friend, Carly Malacy, CJ Malacy. She's been on the podcast before, I think three or four times, maybe two, two to four times, something in that range. And every single time you guys love her wisdom. She is so wise. She knows her Bible inside and out. She's been a longtime friend of mine, and I'm excited for you guys to hear our conversation and just be so encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ by it. Carly, welcome back to the podcast, or CJ. CJ is your author name. I know you yes. by Carly, but why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are. For those who haven't heard you on the podcast before, if you haven't, I highly encourage you go back and listen to those past episodes. I will link those in the show notes too, but um, yeah, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do before we dive into walking by faith and overcoming fear. Yes. Well, Megan, thank you so much for having me back. I love She Lives Purposely. I love this podcast. I love getting to do these conversations with you. It's so much fun, such a blessing to me. So thank you for having me again. And to introduce myself, I do go by CJ Malacy. I am a young adult author of the Taliona series and uh, recently an award-winning author. So I guess that's an exciting addition uh, to my intro. I write stories for teens and young adults with heart-pounding action and hope. My series currently is a young adult sci-fi dystopian set in an imagined future where America has fallen. And I weave in hope and truth in the midst of darkness. And that's my goal with my stories is to always show that no matter how dark and crazy things can be, Mm -hmm. there's still hope. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little about me. No, I love it. I know award-winning, you are absolutely killing it. It's like (laughs) surreal. It's so cool. I was just telling, I think it was Donnie and who were we with? I forget who we were with, but I was just saying something about like, too, just like the amount of reviews that you have on Amazon and just being like, basically like doing this, you know, semi on your own, like not being traditionally published, like it's very, very impressive, like hitting numbers. It seems like that people that I know who have like over a hundred thousand followers getting like a similar amount of review, like it's really surreal. So I am just so excited for everything you're doing. And two, just like going into what you talked about in what you write in your book, I feel like in reading it myself, you guys, First of all, this is like one of the only books that I have started and finished in like literal two days. <laughs> so it's so, so, so good. Um, but you really hit on powerful conversations too regarding like really deep issues that people are going with, regrets and like hard situations and, you know, like seeing their journey in kind of like making peace with that, making peace with the Lord with that. Um, and two, just like you know, the whole story, like you said, it's like this sci-fi, it's super intense. And so overcoming fear, even in these really crazy situations, but I love in the way, or in your book, in the way too, that you bring in like almost more like situations that can kind of relate to people a little bit more as well in the things they're going through in their personal lives. Um, Just, you know, regarding like, yeah, I, I feel like I'm nervous to hit a spoiler, but I don't think anything I'm, I'm about to say is a spoiler. But yeah, I, I love that you do that so well. Um, so I, I love everything about, about these books. And 
So I've read both of them, which I'm yes. really excited to say. And both of them I read in a matter of like two to three days. So <laughs> I can't believe it. They're not short books. So I'm always impressed when people read them so fast, but yeah, it's a good thing. They're a page turner. I was saying, cause the second one I read digitally. And so on, I forget what it, I think it just is like the Apple books app or whatever it is and it was like oh 10 pages left and I was like okay like I have to embrace these 10 pages and I turned the page and it was like the acknowledgments and I was like no like oh my gosh I can't believe it's done like it was such like a oh moment and now I'm waiting for book three so (laughs) yes I'm working on it I am working on it and I'm working on like a side story about one of the characters in book two so there are things coming (laughs) yeah I feel like I want to go back and read them just to yeah they're so good so highly recommend we'll be linking of course your first book and then we're recording this episode in August, but we'll be launching it October 19th, I believe is when we're actually going to come out with the episode. So we'll be linking book number two as well. Um, so that's really exciting. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you love the books and I hope anyone who reads them does. That's my, <laughs> my hope is that it's a, a page turner that's exciting, but also does touch on some of those deeper themes yeah. and encourage hearts as they read the, read through these stories. So. Yeah, no, you do that so well. And I would love to kind of dive into that now too. Um, so today we're really talking about walking by faith and overcoming fear. And I am just somebody who is very fear prone. I think that's something that I have recognized in my life since I was even little and just has even developed a little bit more into like anxiety almost and is something that I have been, especially in this past year, really intentionally working on. Um, And so I'm really here for this conversation. I think it's so important. I think too, just as the world gets crazier, fear is something that more and more people struggle with. And walking by faith feels like something that's not even on the table. You know, we have Mm -hmm. to have everything in control and, you know, we want all of our ducks lined in a row. We want to be able to know everything that's happening and walking by faith, not by sight is just like, that's not even an option. So let's even just dive into what does walking by faith even mean? Um, let's, yeah, let's talk about that first. Yeah. So I love this topic because I agree with you. I think in the world that we're living in, it's so much more going on than it feels like ever before, even just in my own life. It's like, well, 10 years ago, the world didn't feel quite as crazy as it does now. And there is so much room for anxiety, for fear. And as I look at things with my own understanding, fear is the right quote unquote answer, it would seem, you know, and, but the Bible really doesn't call us to that. And I love that we are called to walk by faith and not by sight, because if I have to walk by faith with my sight, then there's, it feels like, well, that's impossible. So really it is like, I can't lean on my own understanding. And I think that's the first part is like, walking by faith means that my understanding kind of has to get checked at the door, you know, because uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. And I think that's a big part of walking by faith. It's like, I need to, we all know we need to trust Jesus, right? But then it's also like not leaning on what I understand. Because if I look at the world as I understand it, there's a, de- a definite path that I should walk on. And it is shrouded in the darkness of fear. But if I'm not Mm. leaning on my own understanding, if I'm looking to the Lord, which is a big part of walking by faith, right? It's looking beyond my fears to the one who's greater than them. That's when I can start to walk a path that has joy and peace and life and hope. 
It doesn't mean my life is easy or perfect. It doesn't mean that the things of this world aren't going to overwhelm me at times, but it does mean that I can trust the one who's bigger than it. So, and I can walk in by faith there and have a peace that passes my understanding and gives me a hope for the future, despite the craziness around me. Yeah. I love that you said that because like we're putting our faith in, like we're walking by faith. And what is that faith? That faith isn't that everything is going to be perfect or everything's going to work out our way, or, you know, everything is going to go so smoothly because that's not the reality, but that faith is in Christ in who in the one who is actually going to be with us in all of those things. And two, like even in just understanding and knowing like, and believing that he does know the end from the beginning and he knows everything that's going on in our own personal lives and in the world at large. And so we can trust that he knows what he's doing, even if it doesn't look like how we want it to or how we think it should like, and I I think that's really important too. And I love that you said also like, you know, it does mean foregoing our own understanding and not leaning on our own understanding. Because I think a lot of times the things that the Lord calls us to walk by faith in really look like us kind of forgetting like, all right, this is what I had envisioned, or this is how I think it should go. Or maybe even like, it doesn't make sense to walk like this. It doesn't make sense for me to obey you in this way when this has happened. But like, I'm actually choosing to walk in the ways that you've called me to instead of what I think makes sense to me that is not aligned with what you have. Um, So I love Mm -hmm. that you said that, like how walking by faith really means like not relying on our own understanding and actually putting that faith in Christ and not in, you know, good things or just like hoping that things work out or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. Understand leaning on my own understanding is definitely something that I struggle with at times because I'm a very logical person. So I think I can see things clearly often, but sometimes I need to set my own logic and understanding aside in order to obey and walk in what God has called me to according to his word, you know, cause it's, it is different than what makes sense in in our human brains and in the world around us. Sometimes what God calls us to is just totally beyond any realm of human understanding. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's so good. And it really, like you said, it can feel so contradictory to what we think we know or what we're used to or what the world tells us to do even, but it's, you know, walking, that is really walking by faith is like maybe not having all the answers, but knowing like, this is what God calls me to. He calls me to walk in peace. He calls me maybe to, forgive he caused me to obey him in different ways to put others first whatever that may look like and and so yeah that's that's really powerful so let's talk about too like jumping off of putting our faith in this god as we walk by faith like that's what that faith is resting in let's talk about who we're putting our faith in let's talk about the lord um as the reason that we actually don't have to fear because the reason we don't have to fear and this is something you know in my own counseling experience that I've had to like work through is I'm not going to be at peace and not be anxious because everything that is going to work out. If I put my hope in that and my faith in that, I'm going to be anxious forever because that's not something Mm -hmm. that is sustainable. That's not solid. That's not a rock that I can stand on. So let's talk about the Lord and let's just talk about too, like what are some truths about the Lord that can actually help us overcome fear, even when it seems that fear is warranted or inevitable in a situation. So what are some things that we can really cling to about the Lord in something like that to overcome fear? Yeah. Well, 
I one would when we look at God through his word, we can just see his character, right? His might, his power, his yeah. love, his grace, his faithfulness, his protection against enemies, his ability to deliver from circumstances that are oppressive and seem undeliverable. I don't know if that's a word. Yeah, and, yeah, and, you know, know either, but <laughs> strength and weakness, you know, mercy and times of need and help there, and we see that this is our God. And I think knowing him is first comes back, which I think I say this every time on your, I'm on your podcast, but it's so vital to be in the word because that's where we get to see our God. That's yeah. where we get to see who he is. We understand more of his, have his character and of his goodness. And I love the verses in Isaiah 43, one and two. And it says, but now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Mm -hmm. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. And that's the God that I serve. That's the God that we serve. And this is the one we're following. And he's so faithful. And I love this these verses because I think they're incredible and promises and also terrifying at the same time because there's two parts to this right it's the first aspect which this is my god who is able to deliver me from the depths of floods that can overwhelm my life pull me from rivers of terrors he can sustain me miraculously through the greatest fires so that i'm not even burned and disfigured from those right he's redeemed me he has called me and i am his incredible right mind-blowing but the other side of this verse is that it also says when yeah. When I pass through the waters, when the rivers threaten to overflow my life, when I walk through the fire, there's that, that word. So life with him brings us to places where everything screams at us to be afraid where he, but here he is in this very, in these two verses, right? Just two out of many verses we could pull. He's saying, fear not. And his reasoning is that I chose you. I called you. And I'm with you. And that's not fear, not because I'm changing your circumstances, not fear, not because guess what? You walking with me now, no floods. No, not fear, not because there's not going to ever be a fire that feels like it's going to burn up everything in your life. Not fear, not because of your circumstances, but fear, not because I am the God who is bigger than your circumstances. And I know you and I love you. And I chose you on purpose. Yeah. Fear, not because of that. Yeah. And that's who we serve. And I think, that's the reminder we need, right? Like, no, fearing not and walking by faith doesn't mean I don't go through hard things. I don't enter into difficult places, but it does mean I enter them with a God who is bigger than them. And I enter them knowing that it's more than just this life, even like he, he's redeemed us. He saved us. And we know that, but it's not just a temporal redemption or salvation. It's not that he's redeemed us from just circumstances in this life because our circumstances are always going to change. He's redeemed us for all eternity. And so our light affliction, which is but for a, a moment, right? Like second Corinthians four says, it's working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So even when I walk through the floods, I walk through them with a God who saved me, called me, loves me and I'm walking through knowing that there is another side and there is a hope that is so much bigger and it is eternal yeah. and that's what can get me through those difficult times when fear threatens to overwhelm yeah that I 
like was tearing up. That's so good. I think um, I love that you said it's not fear not because I will change your circumstances. And I think so often, especially even in almost like prosperity gospel kind of realm, which has become even bigger and bigger in a sense of like, you know, maybe it's not money prosperity, but it is blessings or whatever it is. Um, I think that we can associate like, okay, the Lord being with me means that things will work out for my good. And we interpret that in a way that means like my circumstance will change. Like everything will be fixed. Like Mm -hmm. there will be no problems. And that is never a promise that God gives. Like you said, it's like when these things happen, even in Psalm 23, it's like, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, like that's terrifying. And it's like, when I walk through it, and then in Second Corinthians 1, 2, like he's talking about like that he was burdened with these things that he despaired of life itself. Like it's these heavy things that we're going through. And the Lord doesn't say like, you're not going to go through those things. But he does say like, lean on me and I am with you in that. And two, how much more comforting, which you said this too, is it that like, yes, the Lord is able and he is willing and he wants to be with us in it but also that he loves us so much like it's not just this person who's a stranger who's like no i got you like i'll i'll be with you as you're going through it like begrudgingly or anything like he loves us so much and he is so for us and Mm. i think we use that too i'm just i'm going off right now but like we use the words like that the Lord loves us so much that I think we forget the weight of what that actually means. You know, it's like, oh, God loves you, you know, and you're like, oh, thank you. Like, that's great. But it's like, no, like love is so powerful. And we think about the people in our own lives, like maybe it's our parents or siblings or friends or spouses. And like the Mm -hmm. Lord loves us so fiercely. And that is the one who is with us. Like this person who, this being who loves us so much is all powerful is all knowing you know wants good for us and promises that ultimately like things will work out for good that might not Mm -hmm. look like what we think but you know by what the lord thinks that looks like and he is the one who is with us and he's not trying to like i don't know be sneaky or anything or like well good might look like awful for you and just kind of (laughs) you know i think sometimes we can have that mentality and then that develops fear for us because we're not actually trusting in who god is that he says he is. We're trusting in maybe a false idea of what God is, or we're not actually recognizing like, no, this is who God is. And so I loved all of that. It's not, Mm. fear not because your circumstances will change, but because God is with us and that's actually a greater promise, which is huge. All right, before we continue, this podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. Struggling with mental health isn't a sign of spiritual weakness, and it isn't something to struggle with alone. Going to a certified Christian counselor is a great place to have another spirit-filled Christian speak into your life and listen to you. I have gone to counseling with a solid Christian counselor, and it has changed my life and really helped me better work through things that I'm going through with the Lord. Faithful Counseling is a BetterHelp partner that is an online Christian counseling service. Faithful Counseling matches you with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. You can send a message to your counselor and schedule video or phone sessions, and you can easily and freely change counselors until you find the right fit for you. She Lives Purposely podcast listeners get 10% off of your first month, and it's already more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Visit faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposefully. That's faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposefully for 10% off professional faith-based counseling. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that. So just even jumping off of that too, like I think even sometimes knowing who God is, it can feel like when when the world around us is crumbling, and sometimes it is, mm. and it feels that way, it can feel naive to actually walk by faith and to be like, you know what, like the Lord's going to be with me, so I'm not going to fear. Like, you know, when, when there's circumstances that call for like panic mode, kind of, e- even if they actually don't, but it feels like they do, it can feel right. naive to be like, you know what, I'm going to be at peace. So is it naive to sometimes walk by faith or are we, are we called to actually walk by faith? Like, you know, basically all the time, (laughs) even when, even when fear feels like it's a must. Sure. And there are definitely times where in our own understanding again, right? Fear does feel like it's a must. So I'm going to answer the question by sharing about what I've been reading personally in my own, like quiet time with Jesus. Right. So in my Bible reading, I have been in the book of numbers It is not always fun, but um, (laughs) I try to read through the whole Bible when I can. So numbers, however, there are some moments in numbers that are incredible. And I just read recently about the children of Israel coming to the very edge of the promised land. And this is when probably many of you know the story. The Lord tells Moses, you're going to send 12 guys in to spy out the land, and then they're going to come back. And 10 of them come back. And they're like, yeah, really bad idea. In fact, the best idea right now is that everyone should freak out really, really hardcore, okay? And I'm going to give you the reasons. And then they just start listing listing them, right? They're like fortresses and people, they know war. We don't know it. There's these giants, like legit giants. You know, this is a big deal. These are problems. And everyone should start freaking out. Going forward, crazy. We're going to die. You're going to die. Y'all's kids are going to die. Everyone is going to die. We should go back to Egypt. Like major freak out moment. And in all reality, those circumstances more than called for fear. On a human level, it really demanded that they should all be afraid. But Caleb and Joshua stand up and said that none of those circumstances mattered. So Caleb in Numbers uh, 1330, he says, let us go up at once and take possession take possession for we are well able to overcome it. And then in chapter 14, verses eight and nine, both of them say, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land, give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear. So even when the circumstances demanded fear, they pale to nothing when we remember who our Lord is and the incredible reality that he is with us. So to answer your question, which I think I've done, but it's more succinctly, (laughs) yes, like even when our circumstances scream at us to be afraid, we need to stand up and remember that if our God is for us, like Paul says to the Romans, who can be against us? And that's when we walk by faith. This is what walking by faith is Mm -hmm. because it doesn't mean when I say I walk by faith, it doesn't mean I'm strong because I'm, I'm weak. I'm so weak. It doesn't mean I have all these abilities or that my circumstances look great or that everything is lining up to make everything make sense about walking down this road. It's, it means that none of it makes sense to me. My understanding out the door, fear is totally closing in. But the reality is at this point, this is when I, this is when walking by faith actually is walking by faith, right? This is when we need to make that, that choice to step forward and obey God, despite 
everything that yells at us, screams at us not to. And then there's these moments like this one in Numbers. And I think it's often when our fears scream the loudest that these moments, they're the most vital moments to choose faith. Because like this one in Numbers, these people, they needed 30 seconds of courageous, over-the-top faith to say, all right, I don't get it. I'm going to do it. And it would have changed the destiny of a nation. But they chose their fear. And there's those moments in our lives, and it is so often when the, the fears and circumstances scream at us, don't walk by faith. Those are the moments we need those 30 seconds of courageous trust in the God we serve to say, I'm going to step out and I'm going to obey because it is worth it. Because even if I fall on my face and everything I believe about my God ends up failing me, I want to know that I, I trusted him because at the end of the day, he will not fail me. Yeah. And no matter what happens, he will not fail. And we have to remember that in those moments because, you know, those are the moments that will dictate our lives. You know, it's those choices in the everyday and the choices that lead to that moment that's crazy big in our lives that we need to just say, okay, I'm going to choose faith. I'm going to choose something beyond my sight right now. Yeah, that's so good. I love how you said that that is basically what walking by faith is. Like if we're only walking by faith when there's easy circumstances or we can actually see the road ahead, then that's not really walking by faith. Like walking by faith really becomes like, all right, when push comes to shove, like, and faith is all that I have when I can't Mm. see, like, I'm going to choose to walk by that instead. So yeah, that's so good. I, I really love that. So to, for the woman listening who like myself really struggles with anxiety, with fear, what advice would you give her about letting go maybe the need for certainty and control and to like any kind of practical, tips or steps that we can take to get out of that need for control to get out of letting fear actually control us Mm, yeah well first of all i would say to that woman or to you because you are my (laughs) friend who i love but both i would say that there's no condemnation in christ right Mm -hmm. first and foremost we all have the weaknesses in our lives those vulnerable points that are hard and we struggle to struggle there more than in other places, you know, and for some of us, it's that fear, it's that need to control. And first and foremost, don't be condemned there. Don't, don't think that, man, I'm, I'm a loser now because I have fear in my life, because that is not true. And that is exactly what the enemy would love. He'd love you either to cling to your control and your fear as though that's just, oh, well, this is just who I am, which we don't want to do that. Or he would love you to live in condemnation and believe, well, I can't overcome this because this is just a weakness in my life. And that's not true either. Yes, it will be a fight and there will be a battle, but that doesn't mean that you have to live there forever. And I would say that control is really a figment of our imaginations. We can't control anything. You know, I might wish I could control the hours in the day, but I can't get a booster pack that gives me seven more. I just can't. (laughs) Like I still get 24 hours in the day. I am still limited. I can't control what happens. I can't control what other people do. I can't even control my height. You know, I, like I can't control any of this, but we, be, we like to fall into this illusion believing we can. So I think kind of shattering that illusion and remembering like, oh yeah, it's like the little kid in the backseat with the fake steering wheel in their car. They're not driving the car as much as they might think 
they are in control of what yeah. the car does. They're, they're actually not, you know, and that's us trying to control life. We really aren't controlling it, even when we think we are. And it's really more detrimental to me as I try to control instead of trusting God than it is to just surrender, you know, and actually realize, okay, like I'm not in control. And then I would say on a really practical level, like, it's a daily decision. You know, we, yes, I believe we all will hit those moments in our lives that are huge walk by faith moments. They're kind of like the step off the edge of a cliff moment in our faith where it's a little terrifying, but we can't do that until we are actually walking every day by faith. It's like, if I want to run a marathon, I can't just be like, I haven't run in months, but I'm going to jump out there tomorrow and go run a marathon. I can't do that. But if I train every day and every day that one mile run gets easier and then it's two and then it's three and then it's way more miles than I ever want to run in my <laughs> life. Um, I'm not a runner. But anyway, you understand the analogy, right? And it is, it's that daily decision. It's that choice to get up and read my Bible. It's that choice to take that step of faith when it's scary and tell that coworker who's going through something crazy, I'm praying for you because, you know, you know, God wants that person to know that they he wants them to know there's someone who cares about their spiritual well-being and that's terrifying at times but that's a step of faith to go out and do that to invite that neighbor over for dinner because it's been on your heart to do it to show someone kindness when they've treated you terribly when we obey every day the things that God has called us to in his word then those steps of faith become easier as we come to them and fear lessens because we understand the one who has walked with us every single day and we've seen his hand in our lives daily. Like he's been so faithful on the daily. Why is he not going to be faithful in the big things? Like, he, of course he's going to show up. Of course he's going to, you know, it's, it's just, we know it deep within ourselves. Just like, you know, Donnie is a hundred percent showing up. If you are stranded on the side of a road somewhere, it's a big deal, right? That's a scary moment for you, but you know, you, your husband has been faithful to show up for you on the little things. He kills the spider. He's going to come make sure you don't get killed by a car. You know what I mean? Like we know, okay, that's the character and nature of this person. So it's the same with God. The more we daily give him those things, the more we can come to those big moments and give him that thing. And it's, we realize, oh yeah, it's hard. It's not necessarily not scary, but we can kind of be more like Joshua or Caleb and be like, um, hello, has anyone else seen everything God's done? Why are we worried? Yeah. There are bread. Like these enemies are bread. I feel like that was a real big slam back then. So, you know, but like, it's still a real thing. Like, okay, we've seen him do this. He's still gonna do it, you know? And so it's that daily surrender, that daily choice. And I think it's the thing where you might not even realize how much is changing until you look back and realize how far you've come mm -hmm. by God's grace and his goodness and faithfulness of working in your life. Wow, that's so good. That's so good. Oh, I feel like that's just such a flood of encouragement. I thank you <laughs> so much for that. Okay, so now tell us to, as we wrap up here, where people can get copies of your books, plural, and to, you know, as somebody who is funding a lot of this, all of this herself and doing all the things, how can people support you? You have a Kickstarter. Um, and I'm, you know, I don't, I don't know how it all works, but I know it will be picking up again as book three comes around. So, um, yeah. not only where can people get oh. your books, but how can they like really support you? I'm pause. Are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? 
Okay, now I can hear you. Okay. I cut out for one second. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry for adding edits. Oh, okay. you're yes. <laughs> no mental note. We I'm like, we're writing it down. Okay. okay. Okay, ready? Give me a hot sec. Minute 29. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, oh, well, thank you so much for asking. I really appreciate that. So my the best way to, first of all, stay connected with me if people want to know about Kickstarters, about my books, about everything that I do, the best way is through my newsletter. So if you go to cjmalacy.com slash newsletter, then you can sign up. You'll get like a short story from my, sto my story world. And then you kind of get to hear everything firsthand before anyone else gets to hear it. So that's like a great way to be in touch with me. And then my books are available yeah, I just was going to interrupt and say that I am personally someone who gets Carly's or CJ's. I'm sorry, I mix it up. I just know you as Carly as CJ's <laughs> newsletter. And it is so good. Like, it is cool. an email that I always open. I always read from top to bottom. Like, it's not spammy. It's just, it's like purely just from her heart to you every single time. So definitely highly recommend. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I love my newsletter um, because it is kind of that I get to do more with that than just Instagram or social media. Yeah. I'm all those places too at CJ Malacy, but, um, but my favorite way to connect is through the newsletter. And then I do have Kickstarters that I run and that's when people can get a pre-release copy of my books. So the book three will have a Kickstarter in 2024, probably sometime I would say in the first quarter, I don't have the date nailed down quite yet. Um, but that's why uh, Megan got to read the book early because she got the book on Kickstarter. So all my Kickstarter backers get the book months before anyone else receives it. So, um, and then it it's available wide, like four months later or something like that. So uh, yeah, so that will be coming up in 2024. But for now, my books are on Amazon. Um, if you want to get them direct from me, you can get them through fayettepress.com. Um, it's a, a group of authors I'm connected with. And you can if you order it through there, I'll sign the book and I'll send you like a sticker and bookmark and some fun little swag like that too. So there's some different ways. I'll give Megan all the notes so you can put <laughs> them in the show notes. Yeah, I will link all those things in the show notes. CJ, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This is so sweet. You're always so encouraging. And I think one just incredible thing about having you on is you do know your Bible inside and out. And that's so important. We talk about it all the time on the podcast, but like in order to live purposefully, we really need to know the one who gives us purpose. And all of that is yeah. found in his word and knowing our scripture inside and out is so vital. And you have that, you do that, you seek Jesus so diligently. And so everything that comes from you, I just trust so much. And it's so sweet to have you on. Um, you guys go check out CJ, all the things she's doing and go get her books too, because truly like you won't put it down. So <laughs> thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun.